Welcome to the Weekly Experience Podcast, covering Surrey, Hampshire and Berkshire. The show that brings you all the facts about your local area. We are always looking for new guests to talk to us. So if you'd like to come on to our podcast, email us at weeklyexperience at buzzpodcast.co.uk. So sit back and enjoy the Weekly Experience Podcast. So, hello, welcome to the Weekly Experience live from the Rainbow Cafe today. It's Jack on the knobs over there. Hi, everyone. And Beverly's over there, too. Hello, everybody. How are we all today? Really good. Sunshine's out. Excellent. Now then, busy week for the old team at SMJ Media for the Buzz Podcast on the Weekly Experience. Uh, We visited Aldershot, so we'll be hearing from myself and Jack who visited there recently, which was brilliant. Plus also, we hear from Rachel and Becky from Basingstoke uh, talking about their pumpkin trail, which they've organised as well. So we'll find out a little bit more from them. Plus also a little bit of this as well. Nicen up. Right. Okay, we're going to take a breath in. One, two, three, through the nose. Arms up. And let all the stress go. Hallelujah. (sighs) All right. Roll your shoulders. Breathe. <sighs> already oxygen. Ah, uh, yes. That was uh, Victoria Beebe, which is um, not about exercise at all, Beverly. Okay. You, sh- you saw me moving around there then. Yeah. It's nothing mm. to do with exercise at all. Okay. What is it about? Well, I'll tell you a little bit later. Keep on listening to the podcast. You'll find out a little bit more. Uh, plus, also today, we've got a little bit of a quiz for you two as well. Plus, everyone else that's listening to the podcast. That's exciting. Quiz. You didn't tell me this. A quiz. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'd never have turned up. Okay. No. How well do you know your local area? That's the question. Well, at the moment, we think where are perfectly we? fine. You know where you are. We're in Bagshot. <laughs> Margate, Margate. Oh, Margate, we're Margate. Margate, yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's all coming up a little bit later. So a quiz coming up shortly. Uh, plus also Beverly and our Jenny went out on the SMJ Media uh, kind of Beetle car, didn't they? And I think we'll be hearing from them as well. This is the start of it anyway. It's so lovely in the car heading for Kingston, isn't it? With all the beautiful boats on the River Thames. Oh my goodness, and look at the rowers. They're really lovely, aren't they? Houses, I love the architecture. Wouldn't it be nice to have a boat on the Thames? Oh, I like a little weekend retreat type of thing, sail up and down. That sounds really Absolutely. nice. Absolutely. Yeah, it's lovely. Bit of sunshine on you, a little bit of music, a little cheeky bit of Prosecco. You can't beat a bit of water, can you? Messing about on the river. It's a very lucky living round here. It's a nice area of Surrey, isn't it? Exciting day out ahead, I feel. Totally. Totally. Oh, Kingston Town, the place I long to be. Well, this is fun. The weather's a little bit on the dodgy side, but we're in Kingston, and I've come across here with Beverly from Funny Bones Comedy. So that's put a smile on my face, even as I got in the car today. And there's so much here. There's lots of people. There's background music. It sounds like somebody has got um, some sort of a... um, Yeah, some sort of a (laughs) street act going on. And there's lots of shops open. There's some really big names. You're Joe Malone of London, Hotel Chocolat, uh, White Stuff, Molten Brown. Lots of things going on. And there's also a street market today. So freshly made bread, uh, vegetables, 
and there's actually a shop for gluten-free cakes, really big, fancy cakes. So I have to say, I'm really having fun here. Yes, I'm with you, Jenny. It's great to be here with you all. Right, we're helping to keep stay- everybody safe in Kingston. Um, keep your hands clean. Give each other enough room. Be patient and be kind. Things may take a little bit longer, but together we're all going to get through it. The sights and the smells of Kingston, ladies and gentlemen. So we'll be joining the girls a little bit later on for that. Sounds like fun. It was a lot of fun. Did you enjoy it, Beth? I really enjoyed it. Sunny, good company, great place. Indeed. So more coming up from Kingston shortly on this podcast here. Uh, so, bit of a quiz for you. Quiz button, please. <laughs> uh, blunt, isn't it? Subtle fade there, Jack. Thank you very much. Indeed. I'm slightly nervous. Right. Think of the answers, but don't give me the answers because we'll reveal the answers towards the end of the podcast. Okay? okay. Have a think on these. So how well do you know your areas, you two? How long have you lived here? All your lives? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. We're okay. hesitant, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Question number one. Harry and Matthew Corbett, creators of Sooty and Sweep, lived where? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Can I say? Do you think you've got no, an answer to that? I've got an answer to that. Okay. Sun and Dale? No. Keep your answers safe, please. Oh, okay. Okay. Thomas Brewbury. Do we get the notepads to write down? Well, you can write down your answers if you want to. Okay. I'll remind the questions a little bit later. So if you didn't get the questions, by the way, because I forgot to, get to tell you to get your pens and pieces of paper ready. Uh, Thomas Brewbury, famous for the Brewbury cloth, lived in one of our towns. Which one? Never heard of him. Did, You've that, heard of Brewbury, haven't is you? Is that Burberry? Burberry, yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know the cloth. It's like crisscrosses with um, okay. brown bits. Okay. <laughs> That's question number two today. Uh, question number three, final one. Where would you find that the largest freshwater lake in Hampshire? Oh, I think I know. Oh, okay. Give me answer safe. Did say Hampshire? Yeah. There you are. So have a think about those. Thanks Re- for that. I'll, I'll remind you of those questions a little bit later on. Okay, is everybody out there going to be doing that as well? So they can yeah, do it as they go along. Write your answers down. Mm-hmm. Keep them safe. We'll give the, the answers towards the end of the, this podcast here, ladies okay. and gentlemen. So it is the weekly experience with Rog and Beverly and Jack for today. So it's time to head off to Aldershot, I think. First part of Aldershot. Talking to Dave Thompson from the game shop on Wellington Street in the town centre. So what's your role here then? I am the manager of the shop here in Aldershot. Uh, so... We're in a, in a lovely shop here. Thanks very much. What, what, what do we have here? Tell us. So my shop sells all sorts of traditional and modern games, from tabletop games like role-playing games, like Dungeons & Dragons, are one of the most popular ones, to card games like Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Magic the Gathering, to war games uh, like Warhammer, uh, Warhammer 40,000, and all sorts of other historical and fantasy bits and pieces. So how far does the shop go back? The shop has been in Aldershot for 37 years. Uh, It was one of the first three game shops in the country. Um, It's changed hands a couple of times uh, over the years, but uh, the current owners uh, have me in here, and I I was very fortunate to work here straight out of college um, and then go on to distribution and then get to come back and run the game shop in my hometown. So can I ask how many years this is? Uh, I've been managing here for four years, and I first worked here... Or 18 
years ago, I think. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's been part of my life in a huge way the whole time, even when I wasn't working here. And it's it's really rewarding to get to come back and give something back to the community of the shop. So you must have seen some trends over the years. Absolutely. I, I was here the first time Pokemon came out. Um, and then again for its 20th anniversary, which was a huge resurgence. Um, and currently we're seeing Dungeons & Dragons being as big or bigger than it was when it first had its uh, mainstream hits in the 70s, um, largely thanks to YouTube and Twitch streamers and people getting to watch people play. Um, and board games. People playing board games either through lockdown or with their families is just growing year on year. And the offerings that we have for them and the things people can play, it, it's a great delight to be able to show people that it's not just Monopoly and Cluedo when you come to talk about board games there's so much variety and so many exciting ways to play that people just haven't been exposed to yet so you've got a couple of levels here in the shop haven't you we have we have three floors uh, 2,000 square feet worth of space and um, in fact today we have just relaunched our gaming initiative so people can book rooms come in and play we're working really hard to make it as safe and fun for people to do so so we're asking people to wear masks and hand sanitise where their opponents can see them and we're doing pre-booking and limiting our spaces to six per floor and per level at once. But um, overall, it's been going really well. Everyone seems really excited to come back and play games. At the height uh, of this, before the pandemic, we saw 350 people a week to play games. And we're hoping that a bunch of those people are going to want to come back and we can uh, offer them the same experience they had then. I can see the passion in the shop. Uh, over your face although you've got your mask on today I can see it you, you, you know you must have had that passion from day one when you walked in absolutely um, our, the ethos of the shop is to fight loneliness and sell games and it's in that order and it's so important to us that the community has a place where they can play games uh, and meet their friends and meet new friends and it's yeah it's been a big part of my life and I thoroughly enjoy showing it and sharing it with other people now I hate to w- mention the word Christmas Please. What's, what's the trends? Um, so far, we've had an awful lot of Pokemon cuddly toys. We had four pallets of them delivered last week by my head office. Um, and we're just seeing people start shopping a little bit earlier. Um, a lot of people are very concerned about the prospect of a second national lockdown and are trying to get stuff in early. But we've also seen a lot of people sort of coming out of the woodwork to support local and uh, small businesses by buying vouchers for people and, and things where they might otherwise go online. They've come to us and said... What can we get that means that you can help people and then they can have stuff in the future? So vouchers have been a pretty big, big thing for us. Um, and family games, because people are hoping to be able to get together over Christmas. They're already looking for what they want to play on Christmas Day and over those holidays. So I'm going to ask you this question. Sum up Aldershot in three words. Oh, that's a great question. Uh, and now I'm filling for time. <laughs> um, <laughs> Difficult, isn't it? It really is. There's so many different parts to what's going on in Aldershot, and I, and I honestly don't want to be negative of the effort that everyone's putting in to regenerate the town centre. Um, exciting potential are two of them, uh, and home is my third. Um, yeah, the, the things that they've got planned for the town look really exciting, and the number of people that it will bring in. I, I, I'm very excited, but I have a venue that's going to cater to an awful lot of those people, so... It's great, an opportunity for us to share it with even more of the people that are going to be living in the Union Street and the gallery's developments when they're done. Lovely. Thanks for joining us. No problems. That was Dave Thompson, the owner of the game shop in Wellington Street in the centre of Aldershot. Now then, I've got to ask you this question. 
Think back to your childhood, the toys that you remember playing with or your favourite toys. I loved uh, Kaplunk, you know, where you put oh, the, st- you yes. have the straws, you pulled and the marbles came down. I love that. Hungry oh, Hippos yeah. too. Yeah, really. he, sells, he sells that in that shop. Does he? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to take a visit there. there. He sounds <laughs> really, really passionate man. So He was very passionate. Actually. Yeah. Yeah, you could tell he, how much he loves his shop there. I love, yeah, I loved Kaplunk, I have to say, particularly because it wound my dad up <laughs> with all the noise I'm, and the mess. I remember the, um, was it where you pick out the bones and that, was that Operation? Operation, oh, operation. yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And when it buzzed. That's it, yeah. Or that other game where you have you have to stop it buzzing by going round. Um, oh, I know, yeah. Oh, what was it called? I can't, did it have a name? I'm not sure it had a name. You had to have a steady hand and it yeah. went up like that. If anybody knows the name of it. Buzzed if you good. hit the sides. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it buzzed if you hit the sides. Maybe that's what it was called. Could be. Buzz <laughs> on a stick. <laughs> I don't think it was somehow. No, okay. No. Uh, so, yeah, that's fascinating. So, if um, you know, if you're needing something for your, your Christmas time. Yeah, because a lot of the classic games we known as a kid, he actually got them in the shop still. I'm definitely going to take rebanded. a walk over there, actually. Yeah, yeah. It was huge inside. I was quite surprised how actually big that shop was. But Did he say he actually still did games evenings, or you're not yeah. allowed to do them? No, he so he's just opened them up. Okay, yeah. I think that's a brilliant idea. Definitely going to gather um, no more than six people together and do that. The, the rooms upstairs are big. You can have, I think when, when it, before COVID-19, he could have, I think it's like four huge tables so if you're into Warcraft, I mean, that's all the figurines. Mm. They actually set that up, like battle plans and everything. So it's really spacious. They've got three floors of those. Great. Is there a bar or anything you could bring no. your own? Just bring no. your own? So. Yeah. Oh, I great. So, yeah. I think it's a great incentive. I suppose you can get pizza ordered in. Mm, that sounds good. <laughs> right. More about older shot. I think Jack's on the street, actually. Jack, over to you. Well, we're in the older shot today, Rog, and had a quick walk around. Yeah, it's, got, it's kind of a, a mixed kind of place, isn't it? Um, yeah. I've only been here once or twice, I think, as obviously I've said in previous podcasts that we're fairly new to the area, so it's getting used to the area and kind of taking it all in, as it would say. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of changes here since I last come down. Um, we see that now the changes of the town now being sort of half demolished when they start to get the construction going. Uh, we've got shops being emptied out, moved, uh, repositioning in another part of the town so they can get pull that side of the building down. So it's going to look awesome once the... Uh, I haven't seen the plans yet for it, but obviously what we've seen around and, and about is what they've been doing, like the residents, new housing. We've got the... Uh, new schools coming into play where the army used to be so it's come very much now a proper town area not like an, an army town where it used to be how long has this been going on then it's been quite a few years on the re- redevelopment side because obviously i am um, speaking to the rush war a little while ago it's very much they've i suppose it's the same as like camley in theory they've got to purchase the buildings so they can, can control the rebuild so it's their vision and obviously we're having um landlords involved they may go don't want to do that and it stops the bill going forward and i can see why it takes a so long and i can understand from the business point of view and residents as well it's getting tiresome waiting to, for the bill to happen but you've got those things in place and, and there's nothing you can really do um it's and sometimes some of the some of the buildings here have been empty for years it's now finding who owns those so there's a lot of time going through that so i can see the struggle from the rushmore side and also you can sort of feel for the residents because they want these things changed now not later it is a fitting business because obviously the ones that they're slowly saying we need to move you and reposition you is a pain in the backside for them because they've got to spend that money to move and, and maybe do the other shop up but again Rushmore's done a lot of stuff where um, they've said like we've got budgets uh, if you want to redo new fascias because some of the building architects here they want to keep it but then re- 
redeveloped. It keeps the um, the older building still, but then modernise it more for future. I've seen some great buildings actually here. Um, you've shown me shown me some quite Victorian kind of feel kind of buildings yeah. here, uh, which have been modernised with certain businesses. Some businesses have left. Some businesses have arrived here as well, which is great to see. Yeah, and there's quite a few new shops opened up, and obviously a lot of old shops now gone. I mean, there's one shop on the corner we looked at, and it used to have a brand name in there, and it's all gone, boarded up. But again, that's part of the new um, build they're doing at the moment. We've seen quite a few buildings on that side of the road actually demolished, so they've actually started to get the construction going. So things are actually, from my eyes, are changing here. So if anyone is listening from Rushmore Borough Council, we'd love to speak to you. Oh, definitely, yeah. We want to get a podcast going with you guys, talk about the redevelopments. It's all exciting times. We've seen what's going on out around Orshot. As you come into Orshot, you see the massive changes there, especially having new residents, new people coming on board. They've got a really nice health centre here as well. So, you know, things are definitely moving in the right direction. So if you want to come and talk to us, give us a, ch- give, give us a shout. Yeah, give us a shout here. Or if you're just a local that, you know, possibly got some views, you know. We're not going to take political views. You know, just nice views, what you would like to see happening to the town, etc. We'll take them on board, won't we? Oh, definitely, yeah. Bev, when was the last time you were in Aldershot? I was there uh, back end of June and I thought it was really great. I was surprised actually about how it developed and how it was really good and offering all sorts of other things. I went there specifically to go to the Chinese supermarket, which I didn't even know was there, to be fair. I had to Google it and then suddenly I was really surprised. I thought I was going to the back end of nowhere, but it was order shop and they sell some fantastic products, you know, all sorts of interesting things you don't even know that you want, big loads of spices, all of that kind of stuff, um, interesting vegetables. It's a great place to go visit on its own which te- kind of takes you into the town those supermarkets like that there's one that i can think of uh which is from my neck of the woods in bristol for instance and i notice a lot of those kind of supermarkets are a lot cheaper than your average kind of supermarket so it's worth paying a visit isn't it Abs- yeah absolutely i was just saying the um if you want curry powder or chili powder any kind of spe- spice that in a normal supermarket you can pay a, a reasonable amount for you can get big bags of this stuff for good money so that alone is worth a visit excellent so there you are i did some work for oysters fish and chips in light water right and uh he gave me a big bag of curry powder it's what is it two bags massive I'll take that home for you because <laughs> I said I like curry, the curry sauce, and it came back to go with it. Have you used it all yet? Uh, no, not all of it yet. No, because it's quite because you mix it with, like gravy. Mm. It up, oh, you know, curry sauce. So it lasts oh, a long time. Heaven. All round his yeah. then. Yeah, all round to yours for a bit of chips, curry sauce. I don't make the chips. <laughs> <laughs> so, how are you getting on with the quiz? Yeah, okay, much the same as we were when you first asked us. Okay, well, I'll remind everyone that's listening to the podcast today, these questions. Harry Harry and Matthew Corbett, creators of Sooty and Sweep, lived where? That's question number one today. Google that. Thomas Thomas Brewery, famous for the brewery cloth, lived in one of the towns. Which one? And question three, where would you find the largest freshwater lake in Hampshire? That's stumping me, that one, last one. Yeah, the last one. Is, well, the, in fact, the last two are stumping me. I could make a guess for the second one. The only lake I can, freshwater area I can think of isn't in Hampshire. I was, I was thinking one that wasn't in Hampshire either, but I got a feeling. Are we allowed to give you answers yet? Are you? Allowed to give you the answers yet? Not yet. 
We're still pondering. Okay. Pondering, ladies and gentlemen. You tease. Now then, coming up in just a couple of moments on the weekly experience, uh, we have our visit to Kingston, plus also more on this pumpkin trail in Basingstoke in just a moment. Here at SMJ Media, we're expanding and getting bigger and better by the day. Don't just take our word for it. Okay, darling, uh, if you can do the do the Bob Gale love, but just throw in a little, little lovely little touch of Kermit as well, that'd be lovely. Okay, and go. Great. Here's what you had to say. Right, if you want to reach a seriously big audience by podcast or by video, you know what you have to do. Talk to the guys at SMJ Media Group. Go on, do it. If you want to reach a seriously big audience by podcast or by video, you know what you have to do. You have to get in touch with the guys at SMG Media Group. Yay! So, if you're interested in seeing and hearing how we can help your business marketing succeed, get in touch today with SMJ Media. So then it is the weekly experiences, Beverly and Rog and Jack over there for today. Enjoying the show so far? Very good, happy. Yeah, still thinking about those questions. I know, sorry, yeah, we had our like thinking heads on, not our talking heads. And they haven't been conferring, ladies and gentlemen, on this either. Absolutely not. So then, loads of things going on across the region as well that we should know about. Anything that springs to mind, Jack, that you know that's going on? Not really, because a lot of local events are just not happening, are they? Just... It is quite quiet out there yeah. for the moment. There was Macmillan Coffee Morning last week, which was good. That was last week. Very well attended all over the place, I hear. Safely, socially distanced. Indeed. Still got some of the markets on the weekends. We had one last weekend here in Camberley, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, Fleet are doing quite a lot, actually. Um, they've got... Oh, I was uh, going to talk to you about Fleet, actually. Oh, okay. The pedestrian area. The pedestrian area. Fan? Not fan? Yeah, I'm... I am absolutely a fan of the pedestrian area. might be controversial, but I think it's about giving new ways of being a chance, to be fair. And the powers that be behind that are actually putting on all sorts of things at the weekends to promote people being able to walk up the middle of the road, which is now a pedestrian area. The other week they had golf, completely free. Obviously not golf golf, but crazy golf. And it was really well attended. And we've had the vegan market over there as well. Um, and other things are in the pipeline. They're doing various October type of festival type of things too over there. You could take the golf bit. Because um, a lot of businesses saying we want to get people through the door. And a lot of the like big systems are trying to do that. It's a bit difficult. But maybe with crazy golf, crazy golf through the shops gets people through, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's <laughs> very true. I mean, it was really great. And my granddaughters went up there and they had crazy golf. Then they stayed for coffee and then they went to other shops to spend money in there as well. So it brings people into town and actually shows that it, you can be energised by something new. It doesn't always have to be a bad thing at all. I mean, Camberley is quite a lot of it's pedestrianised now and we're all well used to that and it's lovely. I just think it just brings a different vibe into the whole place. Now, if you've got any events that you would like us to promote on the weekly experience, please get in touch with us here at SMJ Media and uh, we would love to promote them for you on this weekly experience. You never know, we could be turning up with our microphone as well and recording you yep, and having a little chat. We are mobile now, so yeah. Indeed. We always like a chat. We do like a chat. That's mm. what we're here. And learning about everything else in the local area. Indeed. Which brings me on to the next thing. It's time to head off to Kingston once again in the SMJ Media Beetle car, ladies and gentlemen. And it's Jenny and Bev out on the road once again. so lovely here isn't it I haven't been here for about a year or so my daughter was at uni she left about a year ago I have to say I didn't 
appreciate how lovely it is. It's so much more than a university town. Yes, there's so much here. And as I said, Beverly, as we walked past Bentles, it brought back memories because when I came out of art college, uh, finally, I went in as a retail manager to learn the ropes. And there it is, the flagship store for the Bentles Group. So did you actually work here? For a while, yes, and I came up to award ceremonies here. Wow. It's so, a really, really lovely yeah. town. It's not a city, town. It's a trip down memory lane a bit. Um, but standing here as we are in the middle of the market, do I go for Oliver's Bakery and those amazing bread pieces or do I go for a crepe or the olives <laughs> or the oli- oh, olives yeah that's right. with you the could bread start, would be nice yeah you could start with the olives move on to anything you want around here it's lovely there's so it's so diverse I and the interesting well. thing as well is it sort of seeps of the money conversation because you've got all the really big shops the London shops here the, the big big brands so I wonder, apart from the amazing gluten-free cakes, how many independents manage uh, to, to be here in the middle of Kingston? Yeah, I think I would agree with you there. It's actually nice to come here as opposed to go right into the middle of London because it's easily accessible, you know, particularly from where we live and everything like that. It's a fantastic place, I think. You know, there's lots of independent shops, quite small, quite interesting. And a real mix of architecture. Looking around, standing in the middle of the, the market here, I've got a gold statue ahead of me of what looks like Queen Victoria. Yes. Absolutely amazing. Above the jewels shop, it says... Uh, 1422 AD and 1922 AD so that is a very historical uh, wood mixed building yeah, um, Elizabethan, you can see a few of those all around the place interspersed there's with the, the incredibly tightly squeezed Elizabethan um, building on the other side of the market there like in fact, there's yeah, there's quite a few with beautiful crests and wonderful um, uh, statues and, and, and different pieces on the outside, so it does have a historic feel to it, doesn't it, Beth? It's really, yeah, really, really lovely. I've been quite happily while away, quite a few hours here, either eating, drinking, or shopping. I have to say. And there's a few tips of where to go. There are some signs here saying we are Kingston, with what looks like about 300 shops mentioned on that panel. In case you were looking for a particular shop. And little snippets of uh, where to go with um, I am a traditional Turkish uh, dining shop. So we've got Jimmy Cappaduccia Restaurant. Yes. Um, So they are harnessing the the fact of community here, telling visitors about the, the shops that are here and mentioning the names of the shop owners as well. That's kind of nice. I think that's really nice. To me, you know, while you were talking there, I just think it seems like they're very proud of their town and everybody's taking part in making it inclusive and community. <laughs> yeah, certainly the signs that say we are Kingston uh, and then it says Jamie, the fighting cocks, uh, Jenny Bridalwear, um Dom and I, th- I think it's Woody's Bar and Kitchen, Jimmy and the uh, the restaurant that I previously mentioned, Kate and her flowers. Definitely, it has a lovely, lovely feel. 
So more from Beverly and Jenny in Kingston with our final piece a little bit later on in the podcast. Uh, so bringing on the subject as we're coming up to the 31st of October, Halloween very shortly, uh, firmly in our sights. Uh, so from trick-or-treating to apple bobbing, the traditions of the 31st of October aren't things you would immediately consider to be COVID safe. So does this mean Halloween's cancelled this year? Well, not necessarily. Now, this is according to Dr. Chris Smith uh, from the University of Cambridge. If you're doing something that increases your contacts with other people, you are automatically increasing their risk and your risk, he says. But by taking precautions, Dr. Smith says, it's still possible to enjoy Halloween safety. This means observing social distancing with people outside your household, standing well back, knocking any on any doors and always keeping your hands clean using sanitizer. Uh, because it's Halloween, uh, of course, most people will be wearing a mask, so they will be protected along the way. So I, I just wonder what your views guys were on Halloween. It's become kind of very commercial in recent years, I do feel, but the kids love Halloween, don't they? I think the kids love Halloween because they can dress up because of the sweet element of it, the trick-and-treating element of it. Um, what do I think about it, really? I'm not major Halloween fan, I have to say, and I do think this year will be a bit of a struggle. But then, you know, always put a positive spin on it. Maybe somebody somewhere will design up Halloween masks, face masks, and you can get all a bit sort of gimmicky with that kind of thing. But I don't think... I think if you're going to go trick-or-treating, which is its own kind of problem... Um, you have to sanitise your hands in between times and sort that out in a safe way and maybe just go to, well, I don't know, even if you go pe- to people kind of in your bubble, it's going to be a problem. Jack, are you a fan? Um, I've actually gone, my, my kids like Halloween, so the, the older ones take them around. They like it for more for the sweets and the money you might get. Yeah. Did we celebrate Halloween when we were kids? I didn't. I, I didn't at all. I can't remember if I did or not. I think it's something that's come over from America and it's kind of grown yeah. and grown and grown. It's like proms. It's like all of that kind of stuff. We do it in our own English way and now we've become a bit more Americanized. Mm, I think, yeah, you know, the Americans are <laughs> the ones that have brought it over to us, basically. Yeah, because they do it on big scale. Yes. I used to go yeah. to a party every year um, um, in the recent past where my friend decorated his whole house with cobwebs and stuff. He said it was decorated. But no, seriously, it was decorated with cobwebs and ghouls and all sorts of stuff. That was really great. It's great to dress up and have a party, but you could say that for Christmas or Valentine's or anything. I'd go to a party, whatever. Excellent. Thank you for that. And it can be expensive decorating. Indeed. Because then you've got to think about Christmas decorations next. Yeah, well, they're up for longer, aren't they? Yeah. So that's why probably I'm not so keen. Now then, if you are doing, if you are a kind of a Halloween shop or uh, what am I saying, fancy dress shop in the region that's doing something for Halloween, please do let us know on the for the weekly experience, and we will include you in a future edition, ladies and gentlemen. Plus, also we will find out a little bit more about the Basingstoke Pumpkin Trail. That's all coming up. Plus, also we'll reveal the answers to our quiz shortly. So, if you're interested in seeing and hearing how we can help your business marketing succeed then get in touch at buzzpodcasts.co.uk. Our friendly team would love to see your business grow with ours. Here's what you had to say. Hi, this is Beverly from Funny Bones. Um, I just want to give a big shout out to FMJ Media. They have helped me immeasurably, introduced me to a few different uh, venues who I work with on a regular basis now. They help me build audiences. They're generally all around nice guys. Join in the conversation around here at buzzpodcasts.co.uk. 
Yeah, do get in touch with us for the weekly experience. We would love to include you or if any marketing or social media or anything to promote your business, please do get in touch with us here at SMJ Media. We would love to hear from you to feature you one particular week. Indeed. Yes. Uh, so more about the Basingstoke Pumpkin Trail. Plus also, I think it's time to head off to Kingston once again and join Jenny and Bev who are checking out the Baracus Bar. Baracus Bar. Baracus Bar. What were you doing there? She'll be waiting in Kingston Town. She'll be waiting in Kingston Town. On our tour of Kingston, I found a great bar, Bacchus Bar, which is generally a late night, open till 3 a.m., but cannot be a late night venue anymore because of the current restrictions. So having a chat with Julian, one of the owners of the venue, and Beverly, we've come to talk about how we can help when you are only able to be open till 10. So Beverly, what do you think of the decor here? I think it's fantastic, very atmospheric, dark, um, beautiful environment, and it is... um a delight. Yeah, it's kind of cool, isn't it? You've got some really great graffiti, some spray art here uh, that is uh, lit up. You've got the amazing fish. I don't know whether it's a koi carp, but it's bright orange and beautiful. There's all sorts of bottle hanging lights, little fairy lights, fantastic booths. So it actually is really good for social distancing because if you literally are in a booth, then that simplicity itself and the booths look like they're actually quite solid concreted with bench seats um with lovely graffiti along the walls so it's 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 quite pretty in a really cool great for comedy because we have uh, settings of six or four or two and it's completely set up safely for that so arrive sit down have a good time leave obviously at 10 o'clock by 10 o'clock but we can have lots of good times before then so yeah last orders at 9 30 finish um comedy 9 45 finish comedy about 9 30 ish i'd say everybody out by 10 happy smiley faces and it's a really good one-way system in here you come in in one direction come in down the stairs and then amazing graffiti art corridors up and out because it's a cellar bar isn't it it's a cellar bar so that's really brilliant isn't it in and down across out and up brilliant and in terms of where it is there is a car park very very close very close i think five to ten minutes if you come on the train to walk here and it's literally next to the market area of kingston so it's right in the heart of town Hmm. so great for all the students at the unis as well when they're finally allowed out again yeah that's true i think they might be allowed out at the moment aren't they around here yeah i think it very much depends on what area of the country you are as to how um how locked down you are but julian how how has it impacted business well, currently, obviously, as with everybody else, with the, with the 10 o'clock um, restriction, we're just trying to do the best that we can by our sort of customer base. And we are getting some people in, and I think it's also a question of people getting possibly used to new ways with drinking habits. So it's some sort of like ongoing 
thing to try and just get as many people safely in here within the restrictions and within the rules to come down and enjoy themselves and of course try out different things within the guidelines that we can like conceivably some form of uh, comedy or perhaps some music if we are allowed to so it is as difficult for us as it is for anyone else out there in this particular trade at these times. I think it's all about finding a new way, for sure, like you said, definitely. You know, try, just try out different things so everybody has a good time in a safe new way. Yeah, that's right, yes. So we're down here with SMJ Media and our contacts because now we've got Surrey Net, we've got an area that we can advertise the business and Beverly is with us because she has this amazing company called Funny Bones Comedy where the comedy is widespread across all niche markets. It's when I last went to to one of the comedy evenings, people of all age groups were falling about laughing. It's really lovely, actually. I love doing the comedy because it, it's about the people as much as it's about the places. So, you know, if you've got a, the right sort of safe space, it's any environment and it's you can people can laugh out loud and enjoy new venues as well, just new experiences all round. And goodness knows we all need a good laugh at the moment because there is a lot of fear and anxiety and anger and frustration. A lot of businesses are stressed to, to, to the, the, uh, the reach of their capacity that uh, their stress will go to. I understand with music now, there, there is a new ruling as of Sunday. Um, 85 decibels um, is the, the top that you're allowed to play from the source of the music. So having the comedy nights is going to be okay because it's that's not going to be loud. There's just going to be a lot of giggling. Yeah, that's, so that that's will good. work. Yeah. And Lewis is uh, the manager here, and he has organised some fun quiz nights as well on a Thursday. So it looks like the comedy nights are going to be a Monday. Comedy nights are going to be at Monday. Bacchus uh, Bar, starting at the on the twelfth of October. We're hoping. So shout out twelfth of October. That will be a comedy night and we've got the ongoing Thursday nights as quiz nights and it's a little bit of a watch this space isn't it Julian as to what else we're going to bring in on a Tuesday and Wednesday. That's right yes we've just got to see what, um, a, what we're allowed to do and b how safely we can do it of course within the guidelines but we would like to sort of like sort of branch out into possibly some new things possibly like an acoustic uh, duo or something like that just got to wait and see what we can do and obviously having spoken to you guys hopefully we'll be able to get something sorted out so watch this space and please have a look at Bacchus Wine Bar on their Facebook page on their Instagram and come on down there you are Bev What's yes. the latest on the situation? Right, well, the comedy is a work in progress at the moment. It's all, um, obviously, with corona and COVID and all the guidelines and new laws and things like that, we've got to be very, very mindful that we're all adhering to everything and keeping people safe. So we're looking at it in the longer term at the moment. I haven't actually put a proper date in the diary yet while we iron out all those things to make sure we're safe. But we're going to be there at some point because it's a fantastic venue. Lovely. I, I, I really, really enjoyed that day. I did. You, with you two. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> or did you just like Kingston? Because you knew you could play the music afterwards. Yeah. No, no, no. I, that was a later thing, to be fair with you. That, it was a great day out. That was a really good day out. Fantastic place. Indeed. Jack, did you enjoy that? I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jack. Did, it inspire, you to, did yeah. it inspire you to go there? I think so, yeah. 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 Interesting place. Yeah. Good. good. 
Excellent. That's what we like to do on the weekly experience, ladies and gentlemen. Right, coming up in just a couple of moments, we'll hear more about the Basingstoke Pumpkin Trail with Becky and Rachel. Right, you know, at the beginning of the podcast, you heard me doing exercises with uh, Jem. Yes. Now, I told you it was nothing to do with exercise, didn't I? You did indeed. It was all sounded a bit like that to me. Mm. It was with a lovely lady called Victoria Beebe, who's been on the Weekly Experience before. Um, and it, well, I'll let her introduce her song, Victoria. Okay. So this is Top of the World by The Carpenters. And if you're at home listening, let's have your hands clapping and oh, your feet yes. stomping. Oh yeah, baby. Top of the world. Such a feeling's coming over me. There is wonder in most everything I see. Not a cloud in the sky. Got the sun in my eyes and I I'm on the top of the world looking down on creation and the only explanation I can find is the love that I found ever since you've been around your love's put me at the top of the world can I get a yeehaw Factor, do you reckon, guys? There are no words. You sound quite well, actually. Right. So I might do a second but, edit and drop her voice and just but. say yours. No, I think it's all about the taking part. 
Is that another <laughs> reason to say, you are rubbish? No, no, I think he sounded enthusiastic and sounded good-ish. Marks out of ten. It's mm, put me under the spot. What, for personality, nine. For, um, I think it's a work in progress. Value? Entertainment value, nine. Right. Working Singing progress, ability. four. Jack? He did quite well, actually. I'd say a nine. There you go. Nine for singing. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you've heard it. His properly. voice is there. I could hear him, but obviously learning the words a bit more. <coughs> did you, um, were you there and you heard it properly? Yeah, she, she literally just sat opposite us here in the Rainbow Calf. Oh, right. It. Okay. That, so, well, yeah. that's, well, maybe if I could hear you singing properly, I'd probably, I'd like to hear it again. Well, and she's then she's give doing virtual spot. coaching now, so we'll, we'll do a three-part podcast. Well, I'm going to get her in again to do some singing with me. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. I'd like to be here. <laughs> get you singing as well, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right, so that was our little musical interlude, ladies and gentlemen, on the weekly experience. Now, if you fancy being one of our guests on the entertainment, feel free to fill that spot because we would like you to be featured on the weekly experience. So if you are a singer, songwriter, uh, band, etc., etc., musician of any sort, DJ Bongo could go on there, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Or perhaps a comedian, a future rising star of the future. That would be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get in touch with us on the weekly experience. So more about this pumpkin trail coming up in just a moment. SMJ Media. Give us two minutes of your time and let's get you in the right mood to talk to us. I'd like to talk about mindfulness and mental health. So an overall um, talk about how to stay healthy. Okay, first of all then, tell me about you. One of the most interesting ways of reaching out to your customers is through a podcast. What is a podcast, you may ask? Well, absolutely anything. But why not use this as a way of telling customers what you do, what service you can provide and what events you have planned? Now then, if you wanted to be a volunteer, the person that delivers the chemo gift bags to a patient, what would be the number one quality that you would look for in a person? I'd say time, um, possibly understanding. We have people that have gone through breast cancer or their families, um, you know, have gone through it. Um, And it's just wanting to help, basically. See it as a friendly chat with your mates down the pub or having a coffee with someone. No subject is too hard to tackle for the skillful team at SMJ Media. Why not come to us and we'll showcase you. I'm standing with you right at the front of the shop. There is a ginormous centre table, which is like a marbled um, finish with what looks like a form of almost a chandelier above. It's a really sexy kitchen look. Um, Whose idea was it to put this one together in the front? Right, this was always one of our our big things. Obviously, we're new to the area, but we want to do a very traditional kitchen. Our podcasts are available for people to listen to at buzzpodcasts.co.uk and on your smartphone and tablet device any time of the day, anywhere in the world. More importantly, your local clients. A lady came in to um, to the shop and she said, um, I want a roller banner for my um, husband's 40th birthday. And she gave me the image and it was her husband in a gold lame G-string. <gasps> Nothing else, just oh, that. Oh, no. And a roller banner is two metres high, so that's <laughs> taller than me. Doesn't take a lot to be taller than me anyway. Let's get business marketing done in a unique and different way. And for the better... 
Why not get in touch with us? Roger at smjmediagroup.uk. And let's start talking. Yeah, do get in touch with us here at SMJ Media from Boss Podcast to the Style Channel to everything, plus also the nets that we've got across the region. We would love to promote you in some shape or form. Please use us. Agreed? Agreed, yeah. Absolutely. Definitely, yeah. Get in touch. So, quiz questions. Shall I remind you of the quiz questions or do you want the answers? Quiz questions. Quiz questions again then. Harry and Matthew Corbett, creators of Sooty and Sweeped, lived where? That's question number one today. Question number two. Uh, Thomas Brewery, famous for the Brewery cloth, lived in one of our towns. Which one? And question three. Where would you find the largest freshwater lake in Hampshire? Answers coming up in about 10 minutes time from now. Right. It's time to head off to Basingstoke. Great. Like we're, flitting, we're flitting across the regions. We are. We'll be worn out. Indeed. So, time to head out in that SMJ Beetle again. And two lovely ladies, two sisters, in fact. It's Becky Kitter and Rachel Whitney are here. Thank you. Uh, so, tell me a little bit about something a little bit different in Basingstoke this year. Um, yes. So, obviously, COVID-19 happened. Uh, so trick-or-treat won't be happening as it usually does. So we decided um, to jump on the bandwagon of a national um, pumpkin hunt that is happening. Um, and we, like the rainbow trail that happened during the lockdown period, um, we there's a, a new, new version of trick-or-treating, which is you go round and um, hunt out pumpkins. And when you find a pumpkin, you um, can be rewarded by your parent or guardian um, with a reward, whatever that may be, because we're unfortunately not allowed to go knocking on people's doors this year. So we're, we're turning it on its head, shall we say, uh, and uh, creating a, a hopefully a, a town-wide pumpkin hunt. So, yeah. I see a great passion for, from you two about Halloween. What is it? What, tell me, Rachel, about Halloween as a child for you. Well, um, I, I um, used to go trick-or-treating. I used to live in Portsmouth. But my, my daughters, um, we li- relocated to Basingstoke when they were about f- um, five and three. And the first year that we did it, it was... Um, you used to live in Australia. Yeah, that's right. Australia. Yeah, Australia. Australia. yeah. yeah. <laughs> in Australia. Yeah. And, and in Australia, they do trick-or-treating like the Americans do. So it's right. a big, uh, fancy affair. Lots of children on the streets, lots of sweets given. Um, when we first arrived in Basingstoke, it was a Saturday or Friday night, 2014. Halloween fell on a Friday night. And we went just literally round our streets. And I was blown away by the amount of pumpkins that were outside people were having Halloween parties because it was a Friday night and the, the pumpkin outside the door um, was a sort of a light to for the children to run up to this door knock on it say trick or treat and this uh, stranger who is not really a stranger because they're our neighbours we were, were able to be welcomed by them by giving our children sweets and the idea of that was really warming to me that um, I felt part of a community on a Halloween night and, and it was uh, it was just when the, the English 
Dublin was getting cold and, and it was something fun to, to, to remember. And my children look forward to trick-or-treating every year. It's like this one night that they can get ridiculous amounts of sweets in their, in their world. They don't have I, to eat them, they're just no, about the collecting. It's about the, the collecting and the exciting thing of seeing these the lights um, and, and getting that, that uh, you know, idea of creating a... For me, it was a community event. Now, with this pumpkin trail, the, the idea I want is that people still come together as a community by decorating their windows like they did in the lockdown with the rainbows. And it's almost like a beacon when they put their pumpkins out with the lights inside. They, they're, you know, often, more so than not, it's uh, children with their parents walking and guardians around um, looking out f- for this trail to say there, there's one. It doesn't have to be done on Halloween night either. Because we've got the half-term week, we, we're setting it up or, or giving the idea that it happens that whole week before. So if the windows and, and the pumpkin trail gets decorated, you can put your pumpkin out early. And there's lots of ideas we want in the group to be shared by people, how they're decorating um, or or creating their pumpkins. Somebody's made a Christmas tree and they've decorated it with all Halloween pumpkins. So, you know, you can go to town, you can go completely crazy with decorating your house. Um, And so, you know, you can encourage children to to hunt you out, but it doesn't all have to be on Halloween night. It has become more and more popular every single year, Mm -hmm. I think. That's right. And we've got this nightmare with the COVID in place. Um, for, for us adults, it's easy for us to understand the reason why we can't go and knock on a stranger's door. But to tell, to tell a child that, it's going to be quite tricky. So, so it's, I think it's important that, um, you know, when we wanted somebody to tell us, you know, we were saying, Becky and I were chatting on Tuesday, how are we going to... You know what is trick or treat going to look like what this year? What are we allowed to do us? this year? And we didn't know, so we searched the, the the Facebook world, and that's where we found the the pumpkin trail that somebody in the northeast of England had set her own set up, and they they currently have like thirty three thousand uh, people in the group, um, and we wanted to go. Oh well, what's happening in Basingstoke? We searched, and there wasn't <laughs> anything there, so we were trying to. And, and I think what we want is just to build that community that this is. It's coming in like 30 days, or it's only just started in October. Well, we uh, just said, I, she said, we need to do something. I know, she said, there isn't anything. And I went, well, let's start one. Let's just do one. Ah, that was Becky and also Rachel on the podcast today. More from them in just a moment. Uh, Basingstoke, guys. Fans yeah. of Basingstoke? Yeah, I like Basingstoke. I used to live there a few, quite a few years ago, in fact. Everybody calls it, what, Donut City or Donut... Yeah, I've heard this recently, actually, because I've just moved there in the last six months. So I, I heard that phrase and I was like, what? What do you mean? There's and then I get, what they, I, get, I yeah. get what you mean there. Loads and loads of roundabouts. And the one down at Black Dam, actually, has all got a bit big and complicated. Oh, so. yes. that's And that they are going to be doing uh, roadworks on the Thornycroft roundabout, I think, just about to start, actually, today. Oh, really? When we're recording this podcast. So just be aware of that. That's going to okay. cause I don't get over there delays. too much. I just basically go from where I live into the town going to Festival Place and everything I like Basingstoke actually it's a good sized shopping centre mm-hmm. Jack? I like the model shop there just get my remote control cars there the which shop? there's a model shop inside the centre I don't know if it's still there or not but um, I remember quite a few years ago uh, well, yeah it must be 10 years ago yeah I think it's still there okay I'm not sure 100% you need to pay us a visit Jack yeah yeah definitely have to go look around maybe you're going to look around if you are listening to the podcast and you are living in Basingstoke, ladies and gentlemen, and you are a business entertainer, 
singer, songwriter, comedian, or just a shop, you know, or business that you would like promoted on the weekly experience or any other means that we can help you, please do get in touch with us here. Right, second part with the girls, uh, Becky and Rachel, two sisters. Let's find out a little bit more about this pumpkin trail. Yeah, so we literally sat there and went, what's going on in Basin? Oh, so um, there's this one post doing its rounds to say there's this idea of a trail for pumpkin for trick-or-treating to be different, just putting your ideas out, what do you think about it? And a lot of traction was happening in comments from other posts. But we we liked the idea of... You know, if you are interested, then you're going to you're going to join a group to then find out a little bit more about it. I think a lot of people are wanting that direction. Mm. We don't necessarily have the answer of this is what you must do and set the rules up as a collective group. We're going to be able to create that together because the people that are interested are joining the group and are in the group to, to see the posts that come through from other members. So we want it to organically grow, that the community creates what we want. But what we do know is that the, what we're trying, the message we're going to try and get across is that you don't go and knock on somebody's door. The parent is in charge of the reward. So in other words, if you spot a pumpkin, the child gets rewarded with a sweet, a sticker, a, a, a mark on a book, you know. Um, so it's we're encouraging that. Yeah. And it all kind of started, actually, because of because um, we run Bonkers Balloon Deliveries and we wanted to um, have that as a reward for this pumpkin trail. Um, and so we sort of, sort of like, how can we do this? And everyone was saying... You know, you can come and collect the balloon, but they would say, well, where's the trail? And I'm like, well, we don't have a trail, but maybe we should have a trail. Um, and so then that's kind of how this all kind of got out of hand. And then we were like, then we searched for it, and there wasn't one in Basingstoke, and we thought, we need to create one. And then it became bigger than the business, because it was a bit like, it's not about that now, it's about, about the trail, which is your own trail. So you can choose to do it. That hopefully, if the whole of Basingstoke does it, the whole of the world does it, the whole of you know, the country does it, then you can do your own trail all through half term, all through um, on Halloween night as well. Because obviously, you don't want everybody out on Halloween night because that's defeats people. Plus, it's a good bit of fitness. It's a good bit of fitness. Oh, that's true. Yeah. There you are, think of that. You know, yeah, <laughs> and also I think it's reward the them with chocolate. Exactly. <laughs> Brilliant, love it. But it's the same as the Rainbow Trail, isn't it? Like, it started, and there was, I think there was maybe one or two windows that had a rainbow in it, and then it, by the end of it, you could just see them everywhere. So we're hoping that at the start of the half term, there might be one or two pumpkins, and you can go out again the next night, and there'll probably be more. And then, So it could be something you just do as a family, and you could keep doing it, and then you can go a bit further. You know, it's a bit like, um, what's that, uh, when you go and catch Pokemon? Oh, yeah. <laughs> how, many, how many kids are going to use the same route every, every, every night Everyone or so? Just getting another or one. every day. Yeah. But I think, you know, well, so I think also like, it could be that you could say, um, you, know, um, you know, a parent could go out and they've spotted something, and then you could give the task to the kids saying, okay, there's a witch, somewhere there's a witch on a roof, you know, and somebody's maybe have put a witch on a roof, yeah, yeah. so you can go, you can change it up, you can expand the trail. It doesn't have to just be about pumpkins. It yeah, be and no, there's nothing stopping, you know, this is just the start of October, like the, the, the event or Halloween night itself is the 31st of October and with this group, the, the Basingstoke Pumpkin Trail, we could... Uh, 
post the people that are interested, we're not, not necessarily their house address, but if there are areas within Basingstoke that are worth um, going to or, or... Worth a visit. A visit, yeah. yeah. So you can actually sort of set the trail up. And, and now, like like the group is organically growing, the actual trail is organically growing yeah. as well. And I think some companies, some people are doing their own events as well. So like Proteus Theatre Company are doing their own event so and I know there's something happening in Whitchurch and there's also something happening in Newbury um, you know and so what we're going to try and do is people can post their events and then we will put it in the Basic Stoke Trail and then so then people will know oh that's happening near me rather than yeah we found out some some place you can go to I should know where it is, but um, on is on the posts now about going to pick your own pumpkins. There's a field somewhere. A pumpkin patch. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You can go and get the pumpkins as opposed to... And I guess if that is an event where you are paying the local farmer or whatever, then you're, you're giving the money back locally. Yeah. And not, Helping not... the local business. Yeah. Uh, like us. So which area, which area do we think of Basingstoke is going to be the best? Um, well, I, obviously, I'm going to say Fairfields area because that's where I live. Right. Um, go, I'm, I'm going with Black Dam because yeah. that's where I live, and it's <laughs> nice to just just do the loop around my block. Well, well I'm going to do um, where I live. So I live around uh, by Proteus Creation Space, and we're actually going to set up a trail where you have to spell out a word. So it's probably going to be Halloween or something like that. But we're going to carve each letter into a pumpkin, so a child can come and actually do their own pumpkin trail around our area to spell out the and we'll share that on the posts but um, there's, a, there's a house near me actually the, the, the streets one of the streets near me they go to town every year with putting all of the um, you know the ghosts in and they re- really go to town and everybody looks forward to sort of visiting that that house so or that that area so it'd be, be interesting I can imagine that they've got all their stuff in the in the garage are they going to bring it out again yeah but they probably won't invite people in but I think and give sweets but they can they can be part of the trail so they can be the one you tick off you know we've seen that really good one you know yeah. and it could be that we start a, a scavenger hunt type thing where you know we could say have you seen this house you know number one or number four I mean if it gets that big we could yeah now give us a shout out uh, for where people can access your Facebook page etc yes so, so you can you can find um, the name of the Facebook page is the Basingstoke Pumpkin Trail and you, we, we're often posting um, and sharing things in uh, Spotted and, and all the big uh, Basingstoke Facebook pages around. Excellent. Yeah. Girls, thank you very much indeed. Thank, thank you. you. That was Becky and Rachel talking about the Basingstoke Pumpkin Trail. All the details were put below this podcast if you didn't catch them uh, just there. Okay, so there you go. Looks Sounds really good. interesting. Promising. Really, really, yeah, yeah, promising. Hopefully you're wishing them the very best of luck for that one, uh, which is coming up very, very soon. Get in touch with them and uh, register your details as well. Uh, so, how have we got on with the quiz? Can I have some music, please? Oh, I can't put back, Romy. So oh, you can put back no, music. I haven't got any loaded up. Oh, yeah, why don't we have lots of clapping? Because we're going to get it right. I've got some, um, maybe some of this, but it might be a bit loud. Oh, dear. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's a bit of tension. Okay. Harry and Matthew Corbett, creators of Sooty and Sweep, lived where? Jack, answer please. Backshot. Beverly. Blackwater. One point to Beverly. Thank you. Thomas Brewbury, famous for the Brewbury cloth, lived in one of our towns. Which one? Bev. Long Sutton. 
Jack. No, I've got no idea, no clue. We've just been there, Basingstoke. Oh, that's Stone's Throw from Long Sutton. Yeah, he lived in Winchester Street. Okay, that's new. There you go. Good to learn something new every day. Question number three. Can you take it away, Bev? Where would you find that the largest freshwater lake in Hampshire? Jack. Oh, Frensham? Frensham? Yeah. Heavily. I was going to say Tri Lakes. Both the wrong answer. Fleet. Fleet, Fleet Pond. Oh, goodness me. See, you know it, don't you? Mm, of course oh, I know it. I bet you've been there yeah. plenty of times. I live very close to it. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know the answer. <laughs> oh, well, it's always that thing, not on your doorstep, isn't Can it? Can we have a round of applause for Beverly, please? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well done Beverly All right, there'll you. be another quiz on next week's weekly experience ladies and gentlemen uh, thank you so much for you guys for joining us for today on next week's uh, podcast on the weekly experience unless we hear from you that could be featured uh, next week we'll be visiting Bagshot ladies and gentlemen plus also we hear from Colin who runs the High Cross Cafe at the High Cross Church where I'll be checking, checking out the Bacon Baps Thank you for listening to this episode of The Weekly Experience. For more episodes, you can find us on Apple Podcast, Google and Spotify. Don't forget to subscribe to stay fully up to date. So look out for our next podcast and do check our new website, buzzpodcasts.co.uk.